I'm going to ask you, if you will now, stand with me. Shauna Joseph is going to come, and she's going to help us as we read the scripture this morning. Good morning. Praise the Lord. What we're going to do today is a little bit different. Um, we are continuing our study of the Beatitudes, and we're going to do a responsive reading. So if you could take a look at the screen, we're going through Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 to 12. And as I read, please join in on the parts that are bold, okay? Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are those who are pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Let's pray. God, we thank you that your promises are true. And everything that you say, Lord Father God, we can rely on and depend upon. We thank you, Lord God, that you hear us when we cry. You hear us when we mourn. And we mourn, Lord Father God, for our sins. We mourn for our imperfections, Lord Father God. And where we are weak, you are strong. We pray, Lord God, that you speak to us through your minister today, that we hear you, Lord God, that every, every single heart here is touched. We love you, we thank you, and we praise you. And we live for you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. God bless you this morning. Praise God. Now, Pastor Mark has not gone to Florida and got a tan. <laughs> I'm Pastor John Harper, and uh, I'm a member here at Calvary. It's a great privilege to be a member of this, this house because of what God is doing in this hour. He's pulling out his spirit in a very special way. And whether you are aware of it or not, there are certain watershed moments, tipping points, paradigm shifts that God does in certain moments, in certain times with people who are open to hear the voice of God, not only corporately, but individually, to hear what God is saying at this moment. It's a privilege and an honor to work with uh, this sermonic team that we're working on with this particular subject, Built to Last. I believe it's one of those tipping points if you are here and you're digging in 
to the Word of God, to be able to hear what God is saying in this particular hour, that you're, you will grow spiritually, also alongside of Wednesday nights with the equip ministry that is going on. We share this, we discuss this when we meet and pray for you and cry out to God for you that not only would you hear, but that there would be a, a growth that will take place in your spirit, that character would expand and grow and the integrity of, of lifestyle would be built up for the glory of God and that we would have strong Christians. Is that okay? I mean, people who are strong, who know their God, and they're ready to do exploits. And I think that's what this Built to Last series is, is all about. So this is what I want you to do just for a moment. Take your arms and just wrap them around yourself just for a moment. Will you do that? Don't that feel good? And say with me, I am built to last. Come on, I'm built, I'm built. To, last. to last. Come hell or high water, I am built, I am built. to last. Amen. Amen. In your insert notes, there is, uh, and I don't want to sound redundant, for we already read the scripture this morning, but um, in your notes there, there's a passage of scripture taken, which is the heart of what we like to share this morning with you on, from the amplified version of the scripture. And listen to what it says. It says, blessed, forgiven, refreshed by God's grace are those who mourn over their sins and repent. For, their, for they will be comforted when the burden of sin is lifted. There's something that happens when the burden of sin is, is lifted. I like to have like maybe a, a B part of Built to Last this morning. And that B area would probably be something that has guided my life for over 45 years. And it's building your life for eternity today. Jesus took a, an eternal view at the lives he was building, and, and so should we. There is a, a mission statement, of course, that has governed my life for 45 years, and I said, I will build my life for eternity today. Because what is happening is that <laughs> uh, it's not just, my life is not lived just in a 24-hour period. Because only what I do for Christ will last. Why? 
because we must live cognizant of the fact that our spiritual lives are on an eternal schedule and an eternal time clock. We are driven, here we go, we are driven by eternity, not only what happens in the here and the now. Now there are philosophers who believe that this is it. I had a Jehovah's Witness lady come by my house the other day and she said uh, she's in love with the earth. And she said that this is it. I go, boy, you're doing all this work for this? I said, there, there must be something more. And then, of course, I asked her the $144,000 question. Some of you get that if you kind of studied their stuff. And I said, only 144000 of you get to go to heaven? She said, the rest of us stay here on the earth. I said, man, you're doing a lot of work for a very little return. I heard about streets of gold and gates of pearl and walls of jasper. Come on. I'm looking forward to seeing that. That better be in heaven when I get there. As we look at this this morning, we are driven by eternity for not only what happens here, but the major point that we should remember is that the Beatitudes, the Beatitudes reveals who he is. And I believe that Pastor Mark has brought that out in dealing with the divine attributes of God, his omniscience, his omnipotence, his omnipresence, he's all-powerful, he's everywhere present at the same time, he's all-knowing. He brought, I think he's brought that out in the teaching, and especially last week when dealing with blessed are those who are bankrupt, who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of, of heaven. But I heard a quote the other day that I think that brought a soberness to my heart, to my mind, and to my spirit. It was simply this. It stated that there is a God that we want and that there is a God who is, and they are not the same. The turning point in your life will come or will happen when you stop seeking the God you want and start seeking the God who is. That did something for me. It, it rattled my cage in such a way because it talked about, to me, his nature. It talked about his powerful, and it talked about his promises, and God does not renege on his promises. And his perfect will at the point of our deepest and most desperate Need. I don't know if you ever had a deep, desperate need in your life that only God could come through for you. Hmm. I believe, however, we must also acknowledge, recognize, recognize and acknowledge our need for repentance. In this passage of Scripture that we're dealing with today, the beatitude that we're dealing with today, blessed are they who mourn, it's not about the mourning of the death of a loved one or 
but the, but the mourning over, over our sin. And in John chapter 11, verse 35, it, you find two words there. It's a verse, but it's only two words. And it's simply, Jesus wept. Jesus mourned. And when I thought about that and gave him some thought, I had to go back and re remember the story about Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus. And Lazarus, of course, was sick and they called for Jesus and Jesus took his time coming to their house. The Bible says that he died. By the time he got there, he was dead for, for four days. And of course, the attitude had to be Martha, said, if you'd have been here, our brother would not have died. And I just think that Jesus looked at them inside and says, you really don't know who I am. And I think that people today really don't understand the depth, the gravity of who Jesus is. Jesus looked at him and says, I am resurrection. I am life. I am the Zoe of God. I can turn a dead situation into a life-giving situation. Amen. When we look at this passage of Scripture, and he's weeping, and I'm asking, I had to ask myself, what was Jesus weeping over? Hmm. I believe he was weeping over the doubt that was in their heart. What about the unbelief and the, the depravity of man, that man is so depraved and can fall to certain depths in life that they cannot even see God. And in this beatitude which we are looking at today, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. There is a, a blessing. <laughs> and everyone in this room, I think if we were to stop and take a moment and say, you know what, I want to be blessed. How many in the room? Just, just raise your hand. I, you want to be blessed. Ooh, come on, this is the bless me club this day, amen. Amen. I don't know about you, I, I want to be blessed. But there are things that happen in our lives that cause us to negate the blessing. Hmm. There are things that happen in our lives that cause, and Jesus says, you should be mourning, and here is the mourning part of it. He says you should be mourning because over the sinful state, over your sinful state, and that I am able to take care of that and bring redemption. But blessed are those who mourn. There's an A part of this verse, and there's a B part of the verse, and the A part is blessed are they who mourn. It's really together. He says, but the B part is the promise of the verse, and he says, listen, <laughs> they shall be comforted. The emphasis is on they shall be comforted. Therefore, the blessing comes when we are sensitive to the direction and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. But the comfort comes when the comforter, the Holy Spirit, is allowed to have his way in our lives. Are you willing this morning to allow the Holy Spirit of God 
to have his perfect way in your lives in every area of your life. Number one, we're built to last. When we repent of our sins, both past and present, and mourn over our sins, we are and become sensitive to the, the Holy Spirit of God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10, it says, For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation not to be regretted. I was reading in uh, a book entitled Driven by, by Eternity by uh, John Bevere. And he, he was writing, and in his writing he says, he was watching the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> okay, I thought that was enough right there. But he says, <laughs> he was watching the Dallas Cowboys, and it was the second quarter. And Dallas was winning. And the Holy Spirit spoke to him in the second quarter and says, I I've got a word for you. Come away with me. Go to the secret place, and let's talk. And he says, well, God, you, I don't think you really understand who's on TV. <laughs> I don't think you really understand what's going on here right now because it's the Dallas Cowboys that are playing, and we're winning. So he says, I can tell you this. With, after the second quarter, I will go and give you 15 minutes, and we'll talk about what you want to talk about. Second quarter ended, and he went to the secret place and started to pray, and, and God said, nothing. He said, God, I thought you wanted to talk to me. He says, what you fail to understand is that when I say I want to talk to you, it's right now. It's right then. It's not later, but it's, it's right then. When we look at this story, I hear... God talks, talking to us about being sensitive to his spirit, repenting of our sins, giving our whole heart to God, and not just the holy nudges that he gives, but when he speaks to us, there is an immediate response to the voice of God. The second thing that here is that we are built to last when we see daily our lives in the, in the light of eternity. Our, our lawless deeds, our patterns, our repeated sins, cheapening the grace of God. But blessed are those, Romans tells us, whose sins are covered, and blessed is the man who God does not impute sin. But when we look at this particular one here, number two, and we join it with our text this morning, Blessed are they who mourn, for they shall be comforted. There is a problem that Christianity is facing right now, is that people who call themselves Christian, born again, saved, I don't know any other the jargon that they're used, they call themselves or title themselves as Christians, but they continue in sin. Paul made it very clear in Romans chapter 6. He says, shall we continue in sin lest grace 
may abound. God forbid. And we have people who are in the church who have become so close with sin and are part of sin, but in some way they feel that if I come to church, do my duty, pay my tithes, all of the things that we quote-unquote call Christians, we're okay. But God is letting us know this morning, and he's saying to us very clearly that we're to build our lives to last, but we're to build it to last when we see our daily, our lives, in the light of eternity. It's not just here and now, but there's a real God that we will face one day. And we've got to give an account, and what we think is okay is not okay. Back in the 70s or the 80s, I believe it was, there was a book that came out, I'm okay? You're okay. And nobody was okay. (laughs) Unless we come under the blood. Unless we come under the redeeming power of the blood and understand the power of the Spirit. Number three, when we are built to last, when we become sensitive and allow the Holy Spirit to come into our lives and the spirit of conviction will hit our lives to overcome the spirit of rebellion, complacency, and apathy. Two, two things here I want to I hit upon this morning. One is the spirit of conviction. You want the spirit of conviction. You want God to convict your heart of sin. It doesn't feel good, but you want God, the Holy Spirit, to convict your heart of sin. And after he's convicted your heart of sin, there is this repentance that takes place in your life. Hmm. Repentance brings about contrition and a broken heart, the Bible says, that he would not despise. There's something about conviction. But if you continue to say no to conviction, no to the Spirit of God, no, I will not repent, no, I will stay exactly where I'm at right now, you get a hardened heart, and eventually you can become and have a reprobate heart, void of judgment, and void of ever hearing the voice of God again. Mm. My cousin called me up the other day, and the phone, and the conversation went something like this. He says, John, I'm calling to check on you to see how you're doing. He said, I heard you had stage four cancer, prostate cancer, metastasized throughout your body. It's in your liver. It's in everywhere. He knew the story better than I did. <laughs> Kidneys. He said, I heard you only have six months to a year to live. Is that true? I said, well, that's what the doctors say. But if I'm going to live my life in the light of eternity, doctors who are just practicing medicine, And I've got the great physician. Come on. Come on. 
I've got the great physician. It could be longer than six months or a year. I'm thinking, my God, 15 or 20. I said, I have my days. And then I heard these words. He says, you know what? I was just like you. He said, I see you going still, preaching the word of God, traveling, and you have cancer. But look like there's something about you that I admire. I said, what is that? I said, I'm just trying to be obedient to God and to hear the voice of God and to be able to stretch with God. And Lord, I want to do your will more than anything else. He said, that's what I'm talking about. He says, I was called into the ministry. I've preached the gospel, but I stopped. I got into sin. I got into rebellion. I became complacent. I became apathetic to the things of God. He says, look like you may be able to exit and go home soon. That's heaven. (laughs) He said, but for me, I live in this constant frustration of I wish I could have, would have done more for God. I said, you know what? I don't have that. And I, don't, I refuse to have that. I wish I could have done more for God. I, I'm going to put the pedal to the metal. I'm going I'm to press it down as hard as I can every weekend, every day. I believe that I am divinely obligated to tell everybody what I know about Jesus, even if it's the Jehovah Witness lady who come by. I said, come on in, have a seat. Let's talk. Yeah. What are we hearing this morning? I believe that we are built to last. We'll become sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Yield to the conviction power of the Holy Spirit. Overcome the spirit of complacency with true repentance and turn 180 degrees in an opposite direction of what Jesus is saying. The comforter will supply real power to break the power and the chains of sin. My time is limited. I want to get this in quick. I I operated for 16 years. I was the CEO, uh, state director for a drug and alcohol program called Teen Challenge. And there was something that we observed. There were those who got it and those who didn't get it. They'd come in and some would fall upon their face. They would repent. They would believe God for salvation. They would even move into the areas of being baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, and they got it, and they never returned back to drugs and alcohol again. And there were those who came in (laughs) who went through the motions, who did the program. They looked fine on the outside and says, oh yeah, amen, praise the Lord, thank you Jesus, glory to God, yeah, I got that. But then when they were released from the program, they relapsed. And I was trying to figure how I was going to make this fit this morning. I believe that we come into the house of God, 
Some of us get it. We come, we, we want to be built to last the storms, build our houses on the rock, not on the sand. But some of us, I believe, come into the house of God on a Sunday morning and we're doing our duty and we're, <laughs> are you still here? Don't, don't leave me now. And you, we're just doing the program. We're not entering into the worship. We're not entering in our ears open to hear the Word of God and to receive the Word of God. We, we're not, we, we, we come sometimes just because, oh, well, it's, it's Sunday morning. But God says we're to live our lives and build our lives to last, and we're building our lives for eternity today. We need to make every day count. Every day count. Tomorrow is a promissory note. Today is cash in hand. Ring it dry for everything that it has because you'll never see today again. We are the sum total. You and I are the sum total of all the books we read, the educational process that we've gone through, all of the people that we know, and the choices and the decisions that we have made. We need to make better choices and make our decisions carefully according to what the Word of God says and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last but not least this morning, we're to build. We are built to last if you desire, if you desire the comfort of God and the true satisfaction of the soul but we must come to a place where you become intercessors for the lost. To those who are, who are lost. We, we are built to last when we allow the comforter to come into our lives. That's the B part of that verse. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And the only way you can be comforted is by the comforter. Right. And the comforter is the Holy Spirit. We need to open up our heart, we need to open up our lives to hear from God to such a degree where we're saying, God, here am I, speak to me. Mm. Here am I, God, Lord, speak. Speak to me. I, I want to hear your voice. I want to get intimate with you so that into me you see. Intimacy. Into me see, God. And if you see anything that's not like you, take it out, God. I am open for the conviction power of the Holy Spirit to be close to you. I don't want to continue to do the same thing over and over and over again, thinking that I'm doing the right thing. God, I want to be open to you this morning. I live my life closer to the belt than I've ever lived before. And it didn't take a disease to live that way. 
He didn't take cancer to say, hey, John, you got to live closer, cry out to God. Because I figured out something, folks. Either way, I win. <laughs> either, either way, I win. But you know what? I think I want to be kinder. I think I want to be more loving. I think I want, I want to act on these things. I, I want God to, to fill me to overflowing. But the comfort that I'm receiving right now is not a comfort that can come from a drug, a comfort that cannot come from a man. There's a vacuum shaped like God. Inside every man, woman, boy, girl, there's a vacuum shaped like God, and no one can fill it but God. Money can't fill it. Success can't fill it. Sex can't fill it. Drugs can't fill it. The only one can fill that vacuum is God. But God says, this is what I want to do. Built to last. I want you to dig down deep. Find the rock. Build your house on things that are eternal and hold on to God's unchanging hand. Amen. 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 Come on, stand with me. Stand with me. Stand with me. Wrap your arms around yourself. Hold yourself tight. Say with me, I'm built to last. I'm building my life for eternity today. I will trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not to mine own understanding. And in all my ways, He will direct my path. I'm built to last. Now, I don't know what you're struggling with this morning. I don't know what you're passing through. I don't know what storm is hitting your life this morning. But I'm here to tell you, no matter how hard the storm, no matter what the diagnosis is, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. They shall be comforted. She's not in this service. I have the most beautiful wife you ever want to see. For 41 years, she, she's uh, stayed with me. She needs a medal. And we have the deep talks. What if you go? She says, you know what? I'll be all right. Here's the reason why. I know the comforter. I'll miss you, but I'll see you tomorrow.
Because one day is like a thousand to the Lord, and a thousand is like one day. I'll, I'll see you tomorrow, John. I don't know what you're battling. I don't know what storm you're coming up against. But we got prayer warriors. I'm asking to come down to the altar just for a moment if you're here. If you're on the prayer team, come. Quickly, if you're here, you're on the prayer team, you're on the prayer team, just come quickly. We only have a few moments. Get in place. I'm usually on this team when I'm here and not traveling. Now, if you're here today and your heart is overwhelmed, I like what David said. He says, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. If you're here this morning, I don't know what you're passing through. And it is just a place of passage. You're just going to pass through it. It hurts right now. It could be difficult right now, but it's a place of passage. But blessed are they who mourn, for they shall be comforted. If you're here, step out of your seat. Come get with one of these prayer warriors that's up here. And we thank God for what he's doing at Calvary's church. Amen. Can I, can I just challenge you? Don't miss a single service of Built to Last. Wednesday nights, equip. We need everything that this campus and the other campus is giving out for the kind of world that we live in today. The things that we're facing today are not the norm. And we need double power. We need double anointing for it. I want to encourage you to come to the altar. Now, Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy, your grace and your love. We thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit. It's working mightily in this room right now. Your spirit, O oh God, Lord, is calling those to, to repent, to turn, to get closer to you, Lord, to hear your voice and be comforted by the only comfort that there really is in this world. Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts. Speak to our lives. Show us, O oh God, places where we need help and send the helper. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Paul, do we have like a couple of minutes? We have like a couple. Do we have like three minutes? Five minutes? If you feel so led this morning, 
not so much challenged by what I've just shared, but, but for Calvary Church. And what God is doing here corporately. I want you to step out of your seat, come to this altar, and let's lift up our church just for a moment. That God would give us one of the greatest breakthroughs in the realm of the spirit that we've ever experienced in the 50 year history of this church. Will you come out, just kind of come out of your seat, just say, I'm just going to come to the altar and pray for the house, going to pray for the church, pray for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I know we're going to do some of this tonight as well, but you love the house. You love what God is doing here in the ministry, and how he's pouring out the equipped ministry, the, the series built to last. I just want you to come just for a moment, and it's, it's not for you personally, but for this church. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'm sensing right now by the power of the Holy Spirit that God says, I'm building, I have built and I am building this church for one of the greatest moves of the Spirit that it's ever experienced in its history. I hunger for that. We were living in Decatur, Illinois. I had retired from my position and resigned from the position. And I got on my knees at my prayer spot at home. I said, God, we're moving to Springfield. Where should we go? Where? Where should we go? What church should we go? What leadership should we place ourselves under? He says, go to Calvary. Go to Calvary. Place yourself there. Go through the membership class. I'm a minister, H-E minister. I don't... Go through the membership class. Become a member there. Place yourself under the authority of the house and watch my blessing fall upon you. It's been a year and a half or maybe a little bit more. I want you to know that God is taking care of us because of the covering. Oh, I don't think you heard what I said. Because of the covering. Oh, no, 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 no. Because of the covering that we are under Dr. Mark Johnson, Renee Johnson, the leadership, the council here. So Father, we invoke another prayer right now in the name of Jesus over our pastor, Lord. I pray by the power of your spirit that you would touch him. We know we're going to do this again tonight, but Lord, I just pray that God, you would give him rest. God, you would continue to lead him strategically like you led him in this Built to Last series, which is a tipping point to a powerful outpouring of your spirit. I pray, God, by the power of your spirit that you would move strategically upon this house, spiritually, numerically, financially, 
every area, oh God, Lord, we speak a word of faith right now. In Jesus' name. We pray, Lord, for bodies that need to be healed right now. It could be standing at this altar right now. Heal them now. In Jesus' name. Pray for relationships. Come back together. Marriages, oh God, Lord, we pray by the power of your spirit. Do what only you can do. We love you. We praise you. And we thank you. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout, I'm built to last. Come on, I'm built to last. I will not crumble. I'm built to last. Turn around and love somebody. Will you do that? Will you turn around and, and love somebody? Amen. Turn around and love somebody. You're dismissed. God bless you.